1: taking it everything that's why we bow down yeah worship this king queen gave her everything oh Oh man i just feel it i feel it in my bones boo i feel it in my bones
0: that's pretty good there boo oh I like
1: that. Fuck
0: yeah! That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't. No.
1: No. Nope. 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 Even flow. Oh. Is that the song?
0: No, but I never made that <laughs> connection. But. It's
1: the same exact tune. I don't know. This is very. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't care for that.
0: Yeah. Boy, that's a way to come back.
1: Hey, boo. Welcome back, mother
0: peppers. (laughs) Way to kick off the new year. (laughs) I am caffeined up. Who was that that we were listening to?
1: Okay, so Tommy Walker, Mm -hmm. who is a smash hit artist. Tommy Walker. He also sings the smash hit My Father's House, which is a song about my father's house, which is God, I think, and how it's big, and there's lots of food, and you could play football, (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> he might be talking about his real dad.
1: He might There's a lot of daddy issue stuff. Uh-huh. Don't even get me started on jars of clay.
0: He combine he he weaves in lyrics about football into a CCM song?
1: Yes. Yes, he hmm. does. Hmm. I'm table, looking it up right now. The
0: squeaking, I'm sorry.
1: Man, yeah, you um, should be. You should be.
0: Boo. We're the Stonebergs.
1: We're the Stonebergs. Welcome, guys.
0: <sighs> How you doing boo? <laughs> I'm okay. We've been on a bit of a unintentional unscheduled hiatus.
1: Guys yeah.
0: Sorry. Even even before that, we were on a high. It's been a it's been a busy few months.
1: <laughs> it's been a busy few months. With we got married.
0: Yeah, we got got married. Then and I then went on tour for you a couple went on weeks. Tour. And then we had the holidays. Then we had the
1: holiday. And
0: then our Christmas morning.
1: Then Christmas was canceled due to my dad's death.
0: You so wanna, you want to talk about that for those who don't know?
1: <sighs> All right, guys. Here we go. Let's dive in. Um, my father. Uh, maybe that's why I'm into all these my father's house. Yeah. Maybe it's my daddy's shoes. That's why we praise him.
0: Yeah, it's not, uh, <laughs> it doesn't take a detective to f- to connect those dots.
1: Um, okay. So, should I start from the very beginning? <laughs> it's a very good
0: place to start. Boo, whatever you want to talk about. This, <sighs> is our, this is our first episode of the new year. It's our first episode back from, um... I, was, I, I want to say tragedy. Is it a tragedy? I mean, it's obviously. It was uh, shocking. Yeah. It was
1: shocking. Well, even though he was 80, it mm-hmm. was shocking. Yeah. Um, I don't
0: know. Um, it, Of course, I, I think. Yeah, I don't mean to belittle it. i just, I'm wondering. If, <laughs> You're I mean, like, just another <laughs> yeah. Saturday. Big deal. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm wondering if I'm overusing that word because uh, I've used that in personal conversation. I, mm. I, and then when I say it, I'm like, is that. I don't know if I'm using the right word there. I mean, it, it's for you. It's tragic. Like no, that doesn't sound good. Ooh. You care. Nobody else gives a shit. <laughs> no, uh, no. But I'm saying, like, usually when you look, when someone dies early, that's mm-hmm. a tragedy. Or someone dies in a weird, unorthodox, you know, accident. <clears throat> that's a tragedy. Yeah. But um, yeah, on a personal level, of course, it's a tragedy. Tragedy, and uh, maybe a travesty as well.
1: I like uh, both, or tapestry, depending on how you look at it.
0: Long story short. Your dad died on Christmas morning.
1: It, well, it Christmas make- afternoon technically, oh, technically if you were to be it was like twelve twenty. I remember because I was holding his lifeless hand. Um <laughs> sorry guys, I'm a little
0: <laughs> guys. We're all dealing with it in our own way.
1: Yeah. I don't know how to deal with my feelings, apparently, and I'm trying to do it in a healthy way. But to my credit, uh, we also got COVID. We also, me and the boo over here, yeah. got the big old bid. We uh-huh. got the 19. Um, and on that was after Christmas.
0: Was, I got it <laughs> a couple days after.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And then you got it a few days after that.
1: I blame you. I um, blame you.
0: I blame you. I feel like you You got 100%. it at the hospital.
1: In 100%. 100%. And I gave it to you. 100. I was in the hospital... Every day for a week, and then.
0: So let's let's set the uh, the narrative here. Okay, um, yeah, keep uh, me on track, please. A please. few days before Christmas, uh, I was like the
1: eighteenth, so I was like seven.
0: A few days before Christmas, about a week before, your dad fell and mm-hmm. broke his other hip.
1: In the exact same exact same uh, break mm-hmm. and experience he had two years ago with his right side, so it was his left side. Yeah,
0: and that was that was pre Stoneberg's, but uh, about two years ago, uh, he fell out in the yard, broke his what, what side was it initially? The I first think, one.
1: Uh, the first one was right side. Right
0: side, I and think. Then, yeah, and then took him about a year to oh. fully recover. Like it I was mean, about he a year. Still wasn't. He, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we moved in for a couple months to help him out. <sighs> and, uh, Then a week before Christmas, he broke the other hip, as you say, in the the exact same spot.
1: And he got taken to the hospital, obviously.
0: Um, And I kept trying to reassure you and the rest of your family, everybody was obviously concerned about him. But logic tells you that, like, I I kept trying to say, remind you, like, this is an injury, not an illness. You know, it sucks. He's in a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. But I'd much rather have a loved one in the hospital with a broken hip than cancer or a stroke or some sort of, you know, serious terminal illness. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought I was being comforting and reassuring. By and you saying were, you were, know, and you
1: were being positive. You're so positive,
0: boo. I love how positive you are. Oh, well, it, yeah, neighbors are making a <laughs> shake. <laughs> and it wasn't even like, it, it was sincere. I wasn't just trying to like, you know, put a Band-Aid on. I was like, look, he, this sucks. He's in a lot of pain. He's going to have a long recovery, but it's an injury. He can bounce back from an injury. He's not in the hospital with an illness. We yeah. got this. Not a huge deal. I I mean, it was a huge deal in his world, but in the grand scheme of things, I, w- I was just assuming, like, oh, it's just an injury and he's going to bounce back and everything will be fine.
1: Yeah, I, I thought so, too. It was, well, it happened, and I'm so used to my dad being in the hospital or going to a doctor's appointment or having, you know, it's just kind of reality uh-huh. for me. So it wasn't. Yes, it was horrible that that happened, but I really thought, okay, um, I really thought he'd be home for Christmas. I mean, that's how delusional I was. Um, He broke his left, yeah, sorry, I'm just, oh God, God, I'm all right, I'm good, I'm not crying yet. I will, don't worry. So, came to the hospital the following day, you can only have one visitor at a time due to COVID, which I actually appreciated Mm -hmm. because- you know um i'm vaccinated got to go in and oh, by the way uh saint joseph hospital G- well, give it up give it up for them yeah. cuz they are the it's the sweetest people in the world um
0: that's in orange county yep california
1: yep uh just the nicest nurses the nicest doctors so good so professional so thorough you couldn't have asked for a better team um and my dad was doing good. He was flirting with all the nurses. He was making everyone laugh. Um,
0: I, I spoke to him a few times that yep. week on the phone. He, we he seemed, you, yeah. He seemed like he was in good spirits.
1: Yeah, and he was so strong. I mean, yeah. So he was there. Uh, he had hip surgery immediately because if you're old and you break your hip, you have to, like, get hip surgery immediately. I guess that's the rule. Um, also, if you're young, I don't really know the hip game. But... So he got the surgery, he was doing okay, and what I noticed is that hospital wants you the F out. Mm-hmm. So after the surgery, which was done the next day, it was like, okay, let's get him, let's get him out. So
0: Question about that, yes. and that's something we've talked about in the, in the past and fairly common knowledge. Uh, I'm assuming that's to do with insurance, mm-hmm. but at the same time, wouldn't they want you to stay longer to rack up a larger bill?
1: That's a great qu- I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think maybe his insurance only covers a certain amount of time and then
0: but then but, the bill just goes to him. That's true. Or do they think well some of these astronomical bills are so high that people, people aren't going to pay. Them, yeah. So let's get them out of here.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the I don't know the hospital rules, but I do know that my dad was doing pretty good. He was in good spirits. He wanted to go to the rehab center because he was basically immobile. Um, he couldn't walk very well. He couldn't walk very well a few years ago. I mean, he has neuropathy. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what that is, it's basically you can't feel your legs, knees down, couldn't feel them, Could a ha- hard, hard time walking. It was just, it was a lot. But he, he was really good at just putting a happy face on and being okay and... You know, I think it's that macho dude thing of that generation too. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not, I'm fine, I'm fine. But you know, he needed a lot of help. Mm -hmm. Um, So originally, we were just gonna go ahead and take care of him at home. And I was looking up hospital beds with my nephew Jack. And
0: you're already planning in planning on moving in, basically. Yeah, I moved in a
1: lot of my stuff just so I can, you know, be there for the rehab. I was just thinking, okay, January, February, probably March. Like, I was just planning. And it's interesting how we plan and then God laughs. <laughs> um, he got moved to the rehab site. It was the day before Christmas Eve. The boys couldn't visit him because it was they were real strict with COVID and visitation and boys
0: being his grandsons. Yeah, and I'm nephews. sorry,
1: my yeah, my two lovely angels. I love them, but they are they they didn't see him, and we were going to go all go on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the plan. Yeah. Uh, They got back from their trip. We were all preparing for Christmas. You were doing a phenomenal job. You were cooking your butt off and just making that house so happy.
0: Yeah, and in some context for our Christmas, like, we knew he— Okay, so young Jack, young nephew, lives there with him. Mm -hmm. And uh, his brother, uh, David, is in college, he was— scheduled to come down Mm -hmm. and uh it was going to be the five of us celebrating christmas the two boys you and i and your father and uh when he went to the hospital you were like well the the boys are here let's 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 move forward with christmas let's let's give the the boys a good christmas Mm -hmm. let's have our own good christmas let's let's not let dad being in the hospital disrupt christmas Mm -hmm. um and we were you know so we just went forth and with the cooking and, you know, I, I, me and uh, David, the older one, I was kind of showing him how to smoke barbecue. We made a couple of smoked chickens and pork shoulder. I even went and got some brisket from Moosecraft in LA and, you know, and I was cooking all these sides and, you know, we still, to me, the most, I don't know if shocking is the right word, just jarring was that Christmas morning, Even though your dad was in the hospital, we still had a great Christmas. It was so cool. You being you bought everybody way too many gifts. You're just (laughs) the best gift giver ever. I'm cooking my ass off. We got three different types of barbecue. I got three different types of beans and casseroles. And uh, we had a nice Christmas morning. I made breakfast and we had all these gifts and even Jack was got us gifts and we're all swapping gifts. And there was just this sense it was, nobody said it, but I could, I could see it in your face and I think I could see it in their face. Like, even though this isn't how it was supposed to be planned, this is still a great Christmas. You know, the fact that neither one of the boys' parents were there grandpa wasn't there but you know we, we Aunt, Aunt rallied Katie, we rallied Katie and uncle dave rallied and, and and the four of us had this really nice little christmas morning and what really to me was just so jarring about it was literally within about 30 seconds of finishing opening gifts
1: the last present you
0: opened the last present mm-hmm. i think the last present was I, I got a gift for you and you opened it and there was just this sense of like, okay, that's the last present. You know, this is the end of the the presents of the Christmas morning, and we were all just kind of sitting around and just soaking it in and enjoying it. And then you go, oh, Dad's calling.
1: I And obviously, if you guys don't know, I lose my phone keys pretty much my head uh, every single day. So I didn't have my phone on me, which I usually would just take the phone call um, but I thought, oh, dad's calling. It was the number from the rehab. So I only had my Apple Watch. And
0: he had called you on that line a few times. Oh, that yeah. Week. So you didn't say the hospital's calling. You said dad's calling. Yeah, and it's and, the and, and
1: rehabilitation the, hospital. It's different.
0: And the timing was right because it just felt like he was like, it's Christmas morning. Let me call and see what they're up to. Yeah. And um, oh,
1: and so then I hear this very concerned woman on the phone who is a nurse at the facility and she's saying, okay, Katie, your dad was in, they they do a lot of um, training there. Mm-hmm. So it's just physical therapy where they get them on their butts, I mean, off their butts very soon. He was working out. It's three hours a day there. So it was like the first, they do an hour in the morning, hour in the afternoon, hour at night. It was his first rehab back and he, had loss of breath, he, he couldn't, he was in so much pain. Uh, and she's explaining this to me on the Apple watch and it's on speaker hear. and I couldn't hear. And, and I, and Jack and David are around us and you're around us. And I was like, wait, I can't understand what you're saying. And basically she said collapsed and, uh, the ambulance. And I was like, okay, one, one, uh, one second. And that's when I just froze yeah. and I,
0: and I got on and, and said, Hey, let me call you from a different phone. She, you know, this phone's not working too well. So then I call her back and go to the other room and you could tell she was super sweet, but you could tell English wasn't her first language. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to decipher exactly. like I'm listening to her and I'm thinking, wait a minute, what are you telling me? Like, what are you saying? Yeah. Um, and she said code, he went into code blue and and I was like, what are you telling? I was like, is, is he alive? And then she said, for now. Yeah, she said she it doesn't me. look good. It's yeah, she for said now. for now and it doesn't look good. I
1: was like, His oh, heart shit. stopped for a minute, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they brought him back. So me and eldest nephew David go uh, to the ER and you stay with Jackers, mm-hmm. which... Uh, was just i'm sure heartbreaking yeah it was it was a rough hour, um, and we drive out there, we go to the emergency room, it's a urgent care in Orange county, and it was very much like a movie you walk in and there's nobody there and it it was just so sad because other people are there with covid and it it was just it was like oh oh f, I know I'm gonna remember this forever. We go in and I sit down. David's with me, and they're basically telling me, "Okay, we've we're right now we're doing chest compressions, and we have adrenaline that we're pumping into him." And oh my goodness, um, that's the oh sorry, that's the only way uh, his heart is beating right now is through adrenaline. And I was like, okay. And I just said, please do everything you can. And they were like, they just looked at me like, come on, girl. (laughs) And I said, I I want to see him. And they said, okay. So we go in to this back room, which looks almost like, it's just funny how urgent cares and
0: ERs. Was this ER or urgent care?
1: I'm sorry, it was. uh,
0: It was at the hospital.
1: It was urgent care.
0: Like intensive care. Yes. But it wasn't like an urgent care little freestanding. No, no, no. It was was at the hospital. Yeah. Okay.
1: And uh, I walk in and I see this guy with dreadlocks and he was just like almost on top of my dad giving like the, you know, chest compressions. Mm -hmm. And it was just a visual that will always be with me and I'm sure with David and so we went in, I held his hand, David was holding his hand, we were crying, and uh, and they just, it was like 10 people just surrounded, mm-hmm. and they all just looked so sad. And I, I wasn't like wailing crying, but I was crying, and I just kept saying, Dad, come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's not, let's, you know, no stinking thinking. I kept saying that to him in the past few weeks, like, because he would get negative about stuff. And I'm like, come on, Dad, no stinking thinking. You got this. And, and he just, you know, they said we can't just keep giving him adrenaline shots. And the shots were all over his body, like by his hip. And you could tell they were just trying everything. And, uh, yeah, he passed away. And it was, it was just surreal. Uh, I've seen, you know, I said goodbye to my sister. I got that opportunity. I got to see my mom. I didn't see her pass past, but I did see her minutes after. Um, so it is surreal to to see that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in a way, comforting, which sounds so effed up, because I, I, I just saw, I knew how much pain he was in, like we all did. But it was... It was just seeing this mountain of a person just be so vulnerable and sick, and and I saw him in the rehab, you know, for two nights. Um, I saw him; I visited a few times.
0: You spent most of Christmas Eve over there. Yeah, you I did spent most because I day had to
1: move it because he had to be by a window. <laughs> I had to decorate his room with Christmas, and uh, and he was just so sweet, and and he was being so cute. Um, in fact, my aunt called uh Christmas Eve and was like, oh, "I just we just visited your dad and and he was so sweet. He wants to paint the thunderbird. He wants he wants all of us to paint it together and I mean it was just and he was just so kind to me on Christmas Eve. It was really interesting. Um so he passed away uh and I said can he stay can you leave him right now the way he is because i want jack to say goodbye cuz i knew that was important and david agreed so david went and uh we i went back to the house with you and i don't even remember the rest of the day but jack got to say goodbye and he brought um him and my dad had a little orchard in the back or have a little orchard in the back of my dad's house and he had picked all this fruit to bring to him and he was crying and in a way Jack was being the most emotionally healthy one by like openly crying and grieving and you know he was just so flooded with emotion and was just letting it out and I was really proud of him and uh, David took Jack to say goodbye, and that was, I was thankful that I got to give him that, you know what I mean, that choice at least, (laughs) because I think, I don't know, I just had a gut feeling he had to see him and say goodbye, Um, and it was funny because the day, um, Christmas Eve, I went over in the morning, my dad was so crabby, he was just in the worst mood, because Rehabilitation hospitals are the worst. They really are, but my dad... How so? It's so depressing because these people are usually very old, Mm -hmm. and they have been through a horrible surgery. Their meds are wearing off from anesthesia, and my dad had a hard time with that. Anesthesia for old people, it's like, oh, man. He was just a poor guy. He was talking about bunkers and... I mean, he was out of his mind, and I just kept saying, it's okay, let's just watch, Uh, what was that show we kept watching with Drew Carey as the host, Uh, Price Price is is Right? Yeah, he loved it. He was (laughs) loving Price is Right. Um, And so I went to the, it was Christmas Eve in the morning. He was really grouchy. I left, I had to get some Christmas presents, and I had a feeling, like a gut, like feeling, okay, Katie, just go back and see what's going on. I went back, brought him a, a shirt I got him that's a Shelby shirt like from a vintage store because I know he likes old cars, and he's like, I'll wear that. <laughs> and he, I had gotten my hair done <laughs> to make myself feel better. Uh, and, oh, that hair lady is the greatest human ever. Jennifer, oh, my God, if you need somebody, I know. She's unbelievable and an angel. Um, I think angels come into your life. Out of nowhere in these times, just to I don't know, bring you hope, and she's one
0: of them. Plug, plug her business. Where is she at? Um,
1: Jennifer's Beauty Spot, Costa Mesa. Okay. She is the owner and honestly a genius. My hair color is lit. She did my hair for my wedding. Um, the sweetest girls ever. I mean, they're hilarious. It's that Jennifer's Beauty Spot should be a Bravo Television show. Mm-hmm. I need it to be. It needs to be on the air anyway. Manifesting that later. Uh, went, saw my dad, and he was looking a little better. Um, and he said to me, wow, you're, you're really beautiful. And if you know my dad, he doesn't like compliments.
0: Yeah, uh, he's not. He's not a compliment. He wasn't overly generous with the compliments.
1: <laughs> but I, I knew he meant it. And, and to him, that's a lot of what he valued. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, thank you, Dad like basically like uh i know um and he looked at me and i was decorating i was putting garland right on above his tv and he said you did you not like me and i i took a beat and a cough <clears throat> and i i I remember looking at him dead in the eyes, like just turning, stopping all that I was doing. And I was like, dad, I've always loved you. You're my best friend. And the look on his face was just like, oh, like it was just this moment where we shared and it was very much, um, what he needed to hear and what I needed to say. And, uh, I put on some Discovery Channel up for him on the TV, and he was just, oh, I love this. <laughs> and I said, okay, well, I love you, Dad. And he wouldn't, it's just hard when somebody's at the end because he wouldn't eat anything, like anything. And it was old people food 2.0. It was like his favorite meatloaf and gravy, and it's all just mashed potatoes. <laughs> And so we, you know, I tried to have that And I washed, brushed his teeth And I did the same thing with my mom I I remember brushing her teeth And it was just, you see this pain um, With these people that made you Who are so strong And and, uh, it's it's almost inhumane How they just can't even brush their teeth, you know (laughs) Um, But I, I don't know So I thought, okay Christmas Day will come, and the hours at the rehabilitation hospital are different. Uh, Hospital hospital is 9 a.m. to 8. Rehabilitation is 12 to 8, which is kind of neat because they gave me boundaries because I was just always at that hospital. (laughs) Um, By the way, shout out to the gift shop at St. Joseph's. Ooh if you guys need decor, I know where to go. <laughs> um, and then the next morning, I woke up early. I, I I needed to get stocking stuffers for the boys and you. And I was like, okay, there's nothing open. I'm so lame. I, I was just late with everything. And I went to this amazing gas station and another one and I got snacks and treats. I spent like $70
0: a shell. Yeah, I woke up and you were heading out the door, and I'm like, what are you doing? You're like, I gotta get stocking (laughs) stuffers. I'm like, oh, okay.
1: And you're right, it was a magical morning. It was so fun. We we opened stockings, we went and, you know, it was just really special. And and then the phone call happened. We went and I mean, it was just, um, so that's why it was such a shock. He was 80. He had a lot of health problems. I know that I can logically, he was 80 and he had health problems. And I don't know. I, I think the surprise was just how fast it was with the hip break, with holidays, with, you know, it was just, um, I don't know. It was just so fast. And, I think I'm still processing a bunch. I'm still, you know, uh, <laughs> of course, as you know, and and then physically getting COVID after soukd, so I didn't really. And and everyone, please get boosted and please wear masks. I promise, it's not fun. You're like fatigued and awful sucked. and and the grief and everything. And I I love that. First of all, I have the greatest friends in the whole entire universe and support system. I have the best husband in the world, um, and I'm I'm very lucky in that way. And I'm also lucky that I got to have a relationship with my dad at the end, mm-hmm. um, and I really did the best I could with what I knew how, and I'm grateful that I got to... Uh, send him off yeah. <laughs> to the great beyond in a way. And I know he's hanging with my mom. I just know it. Of and course. I, I just know he's with your dad. And I, I just have a, a warmth in my heart because selfishly, of course, I want him here. Of mm-hmm. course. I, I made this guy my life. I mean, to my detriment in a way. <laughs> but I just, i I know in my heart, what my intentions were. And I'm very proud of myself for that. I am, I am proud because I've gained so much and I've learned so much from him unknowingly really. And, and I think he kind of got me too. And it was just two people that really had a hard time communicating and understanding each other, but loved each other. And I just, I love that big mountain of a man. And I love that he was just Loud and squawky and funny and weird and you know my bird analogies. So every time I see a bluebird, I see Susie. Every time I see a sparrow, I see Mama. And I just my dad to me is a huge big parrot. Like I just <laughs> he's big and loud and funny and a eye catcher and
0: and this this gets tossed around a lot, uh, but he truly. Didn't give a shit in in a, in a good way.
1: <laughs> yeah, like like he just
0: he did not give a shit. <laughs> he didn't. I'm gonna do what I want to do. I'm yeah, say what I want to say.
1: Oh, and, he uh, didn't care. He would drive wherever. Yeah. He would do whatever he wanted. He he gave himself permission uh, to do what made him happy. Mm-hmm. And what a gift! Mm-hmm. I mean, what a cool way of just hey, this is who I am, and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Liz, who's one of my dearest friends, sister from another mister, she said something to me about how when people um, pass away, her uh, her granny, who she adored, mm-hmm. passed away on Valentine's Day. And I, I just find it, she was saying how people in your life that are so big and, and have left such a big mark in their world and our world, they usually pass away on holidays, like big holidays. So of course my hilarious, dramatic, grouchy, funny, sarcastic, loud, boisterous dad passed away on Christmas. Which, yes, is super depressing, but it's also super him. Like, Mm. this is a big holiday. He was generous. He was just loud and just all-encompassing. And for that, I I just find it like, oh, of course. Mm. And, of course, you know, the aftermath of everything is just weird and funny and strange and kind of just messy. And uh, he just... He was one of the most caring people, one of the most strong people, uh, one of the hardest people. Um, but underneath it all, I mean, he was just an open, sensitive heart who did the best with what he could, you know, and, and was truly loyal, almost to a fault, mm-hmm. really. And I, I'm so honored that I got to really get to know him and yeah. really get to see all the shades of my dad not just the bad mm-hmm. not just the oh poor me my dad blah 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 no his I understand his perspective I I value it and I I don't know I'm I'm still I don't know I'm going to be a mess every every day is a struggle um and thank god for you boo I just I don't know. I don't know what I'd do without you. You're a, you're a special man. And sure. I just... And my dad loved you. He did. He he put you through the ringer. He did. <laughs> <laughs> he made I it was, hard. I was
0: really getting... I was looking forward to getting to know him even better. I was yeah. looking forward to being his son-in-law, you know? Yeah. Because um, we had a lot in common, and uh, we enjoyed each other's company. And one thing that I think is great is... Um, you spent so much time with him the last couple years of his life. Mm-hmm. You, you, you got to spend so much time, you know, most of it good, some of it bad, some of it annoying, but most of it good. And uh, I was just thinking about this the other day. You probably spent more time in the last year with your dad than I collectively than I spent in the last 20 years with my dad, mm-hmm. you know not having lived near him for the last 10, Mm -hmm. having not lived in his house for the last 25. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, when I lived in Georgia, I'd see him, you know, once a month maybe, and that was nice. But then when I moved out here, I've been out here 10 years now, I saw him once a year, if Mm. that. I can't remember the last 10 years where I saw my family two or three times in a year. Maybe there were years where that happened, but for the most part, I'd go back once a year, maybe twice a year, there were some times where maybe I didn't see him for two years, but that's that's a regret I have. Like I wish I could have spent more time, hmm. you know, with my dad, and not to turn it around and make it about me, but like, you know, today I'm sitting here, you know, basking in the glow of the Bulldogs national title victory yeah. last night, and that was something we had in common, my father and I, and I was just, I enjoyed watching the game last night, but it did kind of make me sad, like, oh, man, I, I should be, over at Don Stone's house, eating wings with him, watching this game, because, you know, we both loved and followed the Bulldogs. And But anyway, my point is just, you know, there's so many silver linings to this. I know you're hurt, and, and death, especially uh, of a loved one, is, is always painful, but but you have a lot of silver linings, and one of them is just, you got to spend so much quality time with him in the last years of his life, and that's something that no one can ever take away. That's, that's never going to die.
1: No. So. And thank you, Boo. And and don stone was just i think and i i totally hear you and and thank you and it was it was quality time but it was also a job yeah. you know what i mean it yeah, was you my really hard full time mm. <laughs> employment and you know and of course i'm a trainer and of course i you know uh you know get to be a silver sneaker instructor and i get to do a lot of other cool stuff but that was that was sort of <laughs> it was like God's or universe's way of saying, like, okay, spend quality time with him. And I, I did it. And I hate quality time. Now listen, the the five languages of love. I mean, if if you guys don't know, I think I've talked about it a million times, but you, I believe, my friend, are is uh, quality time. Mm-hmm. Like you like quality time, hanging yeah. out, being present. Mm-hmm hardest thing for me to do, ADHD psychopath over here. I'm just like, okay, can we just, let's do something
0: else. I just want to be around people I like.
1: No, I know. And that's so great and cute and amazing. I'm very much like, okay, let's have a phone call. Just talk for an hour. I don't need to see you for a year. Uh (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But it taught me patience. You know, it taught me caregiving is one of those amazing, uh, I just, and a lot of women do it and end up, end up doing it because society is like, okay, females, step on in. Uh, there's so much. But I, I just feel like I learned sometimes you just got to sit in a hospital and and watch Price is Right with your dad mm-hmm. and listen to him make fun of the, the Christmas sweaters that the contestants are wearing and, and just sit and just be and giving... And just being present is hard for me because I always just want to go into my fantasy world of like this isn't happening. I don't want to be here, you know. But it's like, oh, okay. This is where I need to be. I knew exactly where I needed to be, and it was an honor. It was. It, it was. It. It feels like I have been through a war, and I've taken you with me, and you've been in the. You've been in the. What is it? The. What. What are those tunnels? Trenches. Trenches. Yes, with me. <laughs> tunnels. <laughs> Um, and I, I can't thank you enough. I mean, from the bottom of my heart, but I didn't do anything,
0: you know, that I shouldn't, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to be here for you. And it's been tough on me just because this is the first time I've ever really experienced this, but like, and I hear parents talk a a lot about this, about how, you know, I'll do anything to, to protect my child or to keep my child from feeling pain or emotional or physical or what have you. But I don't know why this was different, and you can maybe expand on this in a minute, Then mm-hmm. you know, we were together when your mother passed. And I think maybe because that was kind of a long, drawn-out thing that maybe there was a little sense of relief almost. Yeah, she um, was in um, so when much she passed. pain. All so right. I'm not saying, you know, it didn't you didn't take it hard, but this just felt different because it was so swift, so unexpected. Y'all had become so tight the last few years. And just to see someone I love so much just suffer and there's not anything I can do about it. Like I can protect you from any situation. I can protect you from people, from criminals, from, and that's my whole objective seriously now that we're married. And mm. I, I've condensed it down to three things. I, I, I want to make sure that, that my boo is happy, healthy, and safe. That's all I care about anymore. That's Ditto, that's yeah. number one on my priority list. Is Katie happy? Is Katie healthy? Is, is she safe? And, you know, and I feel like in most situations, I have a say in that. Like I'll, mm-hmm. I can, I can keep her happy, or I can mm-hmm. keep her safe, or I can be there. And just to see you, just, just, just to see your heart break right in front of my eyes, and there's nothing I can do about it. It's just, it was awful, you know. Not, not that it was about me. It just, I felt so much pain for you. Like, and just, just to see the person I love the most in this world just, just be crushed, and just, I just felt helpless, and I just felt like. I mean,
1: but you were just my heart, my soul. You are, and I'll never forget that day when I looked at you. It was Christmas, and I, it was when we were just kind of, just both of us were in. We were just going to bed, and I, I just looked at you, and you were hugging me, and I was just like, I, I don't know how. I don't know. I don't know if I could do this. I don't know. And you're like we'll get through this. We will. And I'm like, okay, we will. And it and that meant the world to me. And and it's weird what means the world to you this time around, especially you're right, my mom's death was different. And I know every <laughs> every death is different, obviously. But this was I didn't realize how much my dad was so Weirdly positive. He was a curmudgeon at times. Yeah, he
0: he could be cranky, but I think big picture, he was. Yeah, uh, like even if he had to fake it, even if he didn't always mean it, he always put on. uh, He put on a good front, you know. Yeah, best foot forward. Like,
1: and he always, you know, what's going on? Yeah, what's what's new? What's happening? He liked forward motion. He did not want anything as a funeral or anything. He literally, his exact words were, ah, F that. He didn't say F. Uh,
0: (laughs) Every phone call that I had with him, almost every phone call he'd sign off with, the last words he would always say is, take care of my daughter. Mm. And I would say, absolutely, sir. Absolutely. Take care of my daughter. And
1: And you're doing a hell of a job, boo. I want to... Go back to when when you were talking about your dad Mm -hmm. and how I I totally hear you with like how much time I spent with my dad, but you guys, you and Don Stone had a soul connection (laughs) that I think just trumped any, you know, when you just get somebody Mm -hmm. and you, even a phone call or an email or a text or a facebook message or whatever it is you're connected in that way mm-hmm. it, it i i just want to encourage you that that was was just so special between the two of you like just seeing the both of you it was like you mm-hmm. know two peas in a pod you were very similar and it was just so cool to see a connection mm-hmm. from far away because he was so proud of you and is so proud of you for Taking a huge leap and and coming out here and pursuing your dreams and and making a living off of it. I mean, holy crap! I just I just want to give you that comfort. Not that you were you know making it about you or whatever. I just want to remind you uh, because I felt the same way with my mom. I had a connection with my mom that was was different. It was just a different connection, mom and daughter mom and father it's a different connection my my nephews his grandsons they have a different connection and it's just so cool to see to step out of the picture i guess and be able to look at the tragedy of your father passing and how strong you were and how you dealt with it. And I, I really am proud of you, boo, because you you dealt with it in such a healthy way. I look back on that and I was just like, uh, and I felt the same way back then. I was like, I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know what to do. Okay, just sit. Okay. I don't know. And I think just being with your significant other after a loss and just existing and and getting them islands, Yaki tacos and coffee and, and, and just being, you know, uh, you're a good man, boo. And I really appreciate you. And, and I just wish, I'm glad that my dad got to see what a great man you are and he got to give me away to you. And that's really cool and special. And, and I, just,
0: I, I feel like he believed me too, because you know, I there's always that dynamic of like you know the guy dating your daughter or marrying your daughter, um, but you know before the wedding I had a talk with him. And I was you know most of our time was you know most of our talks were lighthearted and silly and. But, I, you know, somehow we got it talking about serious stuff, and I was like, look, you know, I know you don't know me very well. We've only known each other for a few years or whatever, and I know you have backstory from Katie and I's earlier years. Uh, but I was like, you know, you can try I, everything in my power. I'm going to take care of your daughter in, in every way imaginable, and you can trust me. And, and he's like, I do. I trust you. Hmm. And uh, I don't have any kids. I don't have a daughter. So I know that's – I don't know, but I assume that that's, that is a big thing. Like, who especially – not to sound old-fashioned or sexist, but especially when it's a daughter, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. I see just, that. You know, no, because, I understand. you know,
0: women ultimately are a little more vulnerable in terms of domestic violence and things of that nature. And, you know, I don't know how I'd react, you know, if I had a daughter and, you know, guys started coming around or whatever. But, you know, I just tried to reassure them, like, you know. I'm not, you know, I'm not the best. I'm not the richest guy. I'm not the best-looking guy. Whatever. I'm not, not the most talented guy. But I'm, I, I'm sincere when I say that I, I'm going to put your daughter first before anything else. And he's like, I, mm. I believe you. Mm. So I'm glad we've we got to have that connection. Yeah. You know, and and just and 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 I was your biggest cheerleader around him.
1: You, you know, were. I
0: was always trying to talk you up and, <laughs> and brag on you because you know that's. That's a whole nother can of worms. Y'all, y'all had kind of a complicated and sometimes uh, relationship, you know, in, yeah, in terms of hard. him being strict on you with your career and things of that nature. But, you know, I was trying to prove to him, like, hey, my enthusiasm for your daughter is is not unnatural. Like, mm. like there's a reason I love your daughter, because she's fucking awesome. You know, and sometimes you felt like maybe he didn't see that, but ultimately I know he did see that. But, like, I was such an advocate for you, like, look, you know, or when he'd get down on, like, other family members and stuff. I was like, well, yeah, I don't know about that, but I know one thing you did right. Mm. You know, you got it right at least once, so. Thank and, you, And uh, I could tell that, you know, he appreciated that.
1: I, thank you, Boo. That means a lot. I just, uh, I I miss him a lot. It's so weird. I mean, he, we talked... So much on the phone, probably way too much. I was over there almost every day. I, 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 I just—he was a character in my life uh, that he was so funny. He should have been a comic, really. Yeah, he, he definitely had, had he a comedian so,
0: nature.
1: Yeah, he did. He was just so funny, and
0: he was a performer. Oh, he, he loved he telling liked, stories. He liked and, the spotlight being on him.
1: Oh, he loved it, and and he took it well. He did. He did a great job. I. I just he makes me smile. I I miss him terribly. It's going to be a weird road, but I couldn't imagine going down it with anybody else. And and also I want to I just really want to say thank you to everybody who's so kind and sweet and 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 just the encouraging Instagram messages and you know comments and everything. I um I'm overwhelmed. I really don't believe like People give a crap about me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why? <laughs> I'm such a ooh, trash can, but I, I honestly, it means a lot to me. And um, yeah, I, I hope. I I know this was probably a bummer episode, wah, wah, but I I hope it gives someone hope because I hope somebody, if your parents are ill, if you have stuff, you know, baggage and 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 hurt and anger towards. Whatever it was, we all have we all have stuff, and I'm not trying to discount that. But instead of looking at it like, "Oh, I have to go talk to my parents or take care of my parents." like it's God or the universe, I think, giving you an invitation and saying, "Hey, this person is here. they're of value. they're so special. they made you. Let's go ahead and just ask questions, mm-hmm. you know? Did <laughs> what did my dad like to do in high school? What was his hobby? Did he have you know what was he into?
0: I loved asking him about his past. Old people like that, you yeah. Know. Just ask him about days gone by.
1: And it is hard because you wanna you wanna peacock and and be like, look at what I'm doing, and it's all about me and la la la. And they want to hear that, and they want you to do well, but also creating that relationship of oh you're like that empathy mm-hmm. of okay I see how I see how you reacted this way when I was little mm-hmm. and I took it a different way but it wasn't about me it wasn't about my stuff mm-hmm. and I don't know I just feel like and and look I'm not saying every single person go take care of your parents I understand that you know sometimes that's not the good thing to do mm-hmm. because there's so much anger and drama and trauma. But I just, it, it's changed my perspective in, in good ways and bad. And I just, um, I was glad I was along for the
0: ride. Mm-hmm.
1: It was a good ride.
0: <sighs> and, boo, seriously, um, you downplay it. But, <laughs> I mean, to use a sports analogy that I used on you previously, but you left it all on the field. You were such a good adult child, adult daughter.
1: Like, well, I stepped up. I was a pile of shit like two years ago, but yeah, I definitely... No, <laughs> not since I've known you. Oh, I, well. I
0: haven't seen any of that. Oh. But you, I mean, Boo, you, you you did such a good job. And that's why I love you, Boo. You're, you're so selfless. You're so selfless. Like, that's something I admit. That's one of my flaws. I'm, I'm selfish. Like, I have a hard time. I, 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 I'm not... I, I hope I'm not that way with you, but like, no, you're not. you know, I've got... I got you and I got a few really close friends and, and those, those are my priorities, you know, in terms of people and interaction and, and, and what I give to people. And, and, but you were just so selfless and you worked so hard to give him a good life the last few years. Like you, you just, what's well, that age old thing about just the dynamic flip flip flopping, you know, mm-hmm. when you were the the parent, he was the child and, and, the way you embraced that and took that on head on. And I have guilt with that just because, um, you know, I have an elderly mother that I see rarely just because we live on two different parts of the continent. And, yeah, I could change that. I could pack up and move to Georgetown, Indiana to be closer to her, but, and i I don't have a reason for not. it's just you know, I chose this life, I chose to be out here, I chose to pursue this career and and this is just where I have to be and That being said, not to go back into my own family drama, but you know, I made it clear to her that you know you have options like if you ever mm-hmm. don't want to live in Georgetown, Indiana, you know I'm here for you we'll we'll figure it out yeah and um but yeah i'm just i'm not a I'm not as present in her life and my father's life before he died is probably I should have been. But I I think a lot of people deal with that in terms of like, I got to go chase my dreams or chase my career and I can't do what I need to do where you live. (laughs) So I got to be over
1: here. 100%. I think you have great boundaries is what I'm hearing. And also, let me tell you, I didn't do it perfectly. I went the opposite way. I was like, okay, I'm your mom slash caregiver and also Jack's mom. And it's like, wait a minute, no. I'm not, my nephew is, he was also my dad's caregiver daily. I mean, when I wasn't there, he was taking care of his meds and and, and just meticulous about everything and and, and was just, as a 16-year-old, Dealing with my very high maintenance diva dad, what what a special human that is, you know. And I learned a lot from Jack. I learned talk about forward motion, and and he's very logical and and so kind and giving. And and same with David. It was just it was an interesting. I I think everything happens for a reason. All of us were together on that Christmas day. We all got to say goodbye. Um. And I, I don't regret a, a single thing of that day of the ending process of anything because that's the way it was supposed to be. Yeah. And sometimes you have to protect your peace, and sometimes you have to be smart and understand that you're not going to know how to do grief or death right, but you are going to know, okay, from past experience, I know that these are my boundaries, and this is what I'm going to do to protect the people that I love, mm-hmm. and so there's just a lot going on behind the scenes, guys. Sorry, but I I just want to say that I I never intended to hurt anyone or 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 really go after anybody with. Uh, anger or, you know what I mean? I, I, I wasn't thinking about anybody when my dad died, like letting people know the whole story. There, You know, there were just a lot of family members because it was so, like, fast mm-hmm. that we're like, holy crap, you know, I didn't even know. And I understand that, but I also was just flooded. I mean, I was just emotionally flooded and couldn't... I, I I'm just saying, like, if you guys are all listening... Uh, family members or whatever. I, I was in my own world, and I'm I'm sorry if I didn't, you know what I mean. Like I think old Katie would have like called every single person and told the story. And
0: it's not your responsibility. Yeah, you know, and, I'm and, sorry, but it's, yeah, it's not like I know that you know people need to be notified, but like you got to handle yourself first. You know, are you talking about the one specific thing? Do you want to talk about that or just leave that alone? I, I'd like
1: to leave it alone sure. for now. Sure. Um, but I I definitely I know that. I just needed to say that just now, mm-hmm. and uh, and and guess what? We all de- deal with death differently. Like mm-hmm. I don't know how people grieve other than me, you know. And I love you. I know you. You're the you're my person, you know. And and I don't know how you grieve. Like I, I kind of know, but it's such a personal thing that I'm just very aware of boundaries and where I'm at, and just doing the best I can and uh yeah i just felt like i had to say that's that fine.
0: that's I fine i just
1: felt like i had to say it
0: i mean you've done an amazing job boo just this whole i've tried i just...
1: tried i did my best you've wasn't done. perfect and it never looks perfect and it's not you know
0: but wow uh well one thing I is in a humble brag, and you might disagree, but I, I really mm-hmm. do try. In most situations, I try to find the positive mm-hmm. in things, and I try to find the silver yeah. You're
1: lining. like real positive, <clears throat> like real.
0: Well, not as much as it's I like should a good be. Person, guys. <laughs> no. But one thing I keep reassuring you is <clears throat> there's silver linings to everything, and as painful and as as sorrowful as this has been, you know, logistically there's a silver lining in that you really. You know, if you really wanted to put it under a microscope, you've put your whole life on hold for about the last five years. That's the la- true. The last couple of years of your mom's life, yeah, you were there because <laughs> there was just a laundry list of up and downs, you know, health wise with her. So, I mean, you've, you've really put everything on hold for her. And then ever since she passed, the last two and a half years, uh, you, you stepped right up and did everything you possibly could for your dad. My point is, not that <clears throat> taking care of your parents is a burden, but if if you wanted to look at it that way, that burden has now been lifted. There's nothing we can do about what happened. We can't resurrect him from the dead. Well, he, he is gone. <laughs> no, but my point is, he is gone, but so is all that time and energy and effort that you put into caring for him. And I don't mean that in an unselfish or negative way, but I just mean... Now it's time for you to go and live your life, and we've talked about that personally that he would want that you he know? would
1: he'd be like, "Hey, what are you doing now? What are you, you know? doing? Go, but,
0: go, go, But just the yeah. fact that you do, you were over there four, five, six days a week mm-hmm. every day for the last two and a half years you were if you weren't buying them groceries, you were ordering them groceries, and if you weren't getting them groceries, you were ordering them doordash for dinner, and you were taking him to and from. Uh, doctor's visits and t- handling a lot of his business stuff. And, I mean, it's it was a full-time job. And as painful as this has been, at the very least, logistically, your schedule's going to open up <laughs> a little bit. And you now yeah. have the freedom. You know, we've talked about this a lot. that We we like that we don't have kids, you know. We we yeah. we like that. I mean, that's no mistake. I've planned my life. Yeah, I've chosen not to my, have kids. My, my yeah. entire adult life has kind of yeah. been... Uh, positioned in a way where let me take on the least amount of responsibility possible. Mm -hmm. So much so that I was willing to live in a van so I didn't have to pay rent and and work a day job while I pursue this comedy thing. But my point is the silver lining now um, and whether or not you put value into that or not is up to you. But at least, and I don't want to say burden like it was a burden, but that task has now been removed from your to-do list. And now you have the time to just, we talk about new chapters and Mm -hmm. we can talk about this. We're probably going to move back to LA soon and just create a new chapter. You know, the only reason we're in Long Beach really was to be closer to to him. You know, it definitely didn't benefit our careers being down here, you know? So now it's time for us both to move back to LA, uh, immerse ourselves in comedy or acting or whatever it is we want to pursue. And, um, You know, at the very least, you're able to do that now. We've talked about moving to L.A. a year ago or two years ago, but you're like, ah, I know we both need to, but that's a little too far from Dad. Yeah. You know, I can't be over there four or five days a week if I live in L.A. And I was like, that's fine, I understand. So Long Beach was kind of a compromise, you know, kind of not necessarily geographically the in between, but it was close enough to where you could just run over there as opposed to, you know, being an hour and a half away with traffic up in L.A. My point is... New chapters, new adventures, you know.
1: And that was my dad, too. He was forward motion. Mm. I do feel him being like, what are you doing? Get the fuck up there. Yeah. Why why are you still? You know, Mm. I just hear him in a hilarious, encouraging, forward motion way. And you're right. It's time for new, and it's time for good memories, and I... I just, I'm, I'm excited and nervous and scared, but I do think it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, gonna be a good year. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and say that, yeah. and I'm gonna go ahead and tell anyone that had a crappy holiday, um, I'm sorry, and I hope you're, you're dealing with it, and everyone just going through anything, uh, you're not alone, you're not going crazy uh feel your feelings and uh just know that I'm I'm there with you brothers and sisters and everybody
0: it was such a weird uh day after we learned it on christmas because, obviously, <clears throat> you're a wreck. Jack and David were a wreck. Everybody's I know, sad. I know. Everyone was just... But yet, meanwhile, <laughs> I've been cooking this grand meal for about the last 36 hours. Oh. So I, I felt weird that, like, okay, uh, uh, I got I to gotta go check the temperature on the pork, or I got to go put... Knowing that nobody's going to be in the mood to eat any of this shit, but I was just yeah. like, well... I've already started this meal, but it just, it, I felt kind of weird and guilty that you guys were inside crying and I'm like, I'll, I'll be out here poking the coals no. and make sure I'm maintaining a 275 degree temperature.
1: Well, I thought that was just so sweet because that's your love language of like nourishing and here's some amazing food and maybe this will make you guys feel better. And it was just so sweet and kind and delicious, by the way. And I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have had it any other way, Boo. Yeah. I, I really, I don't know. I'm just, I'm a lucky lady.
0: Well, I don't know about that, but, but Boo, and you don't like it when I tell you this, uh, but, but Boo, you're the strongest woman I've ever met. I mean, <laughs> you're just a, you're a badass. Well, thank you. I don't And I know you, like we joked promise. off air about how you're tired of being strong. I don't
1: want to be strong anymore. <laughs> I want to be weak. You guys, everyone's like, oh, you're so strong. And it's like, I want to be weak. I just want, okay. Let the weak people win, you know? Let me just get hit by a wave and I'll just crumble. Someone's going to pick me up. I mean, why do I have to just stand tall in the waves? Anyway, I'm going to get back into stand-up, guys. Going to open with that. I don't want to be weak. Or I do want to be weak. Oh, whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. But thank you, boo. That's sweet. And I just, ah, uh, it's just, I'd do anything to protect you, boo and i just feel like do. i feel like i haven't been able to with this and just
1: but how cool is that how how cool and surreal is death <laughs> not to get all like philosophical but it it's one of those things where it's death and taxes i mean that is going to happen and how we wrap our minds around it i mean we're so little and tiny and human and selfish and it's all about us and blah but you know, there's a bigger picture, mm-hmm. and and stepping out of that, and realizing, oh crap, uh, okay, well, what am I here for? Let's figure it out, and and doing action, and through action, finding happiness is my goal this year. You know, like actually, because hmm. I could just sit on my ass and and get depressed and watch all of Real Housewives of Atlanta, which is the greatest show of life, but doing action is is what I learned from my dad mm-hmm. and you like getting you know focusing this energy and putting it into motion mm-hmm. in a healthy way is is going to be the way out or I'm sorry the way through this yeah you know
0: and I felt this way ever since my dad passed I I mean I'll admit I've had a bit of a existential crisis I don't know if it's a crisis or an awakening you know, but of course I knew this beforehand, but like it's just personal evidence that like life is short, life is precious, time is precious. And uh, ever since my dad passed, I've just been on this kick of like I want to spend every second doing something either I want to do or you want to do <laughs> or, or something positive, but like I don't know, I just uh, th- in a weird way, this your father's death has inspired me to get healthier. Like, you know, I was on the big health kick leading up to the wedding. Yeah. And I lost 60 pounds. I've, I've gained 15 of that back, but I'm still, I'm still, you know, 45 no. in, in the positive column. But my point is like, I want to get, I want to get healthier and, and I want to prolong my life, you know, for our sake, you hmm. know, I, I don't you
1: die not on me, to boo. Be morbid, but I'm, I'm <laughs>
0: seven years older than you. And I'm in, oh. I'm a fatty. So, you know, if I keep going the way I'm going, odds are I'm going to pass before no, you. No. But I want nope. to uh I want to make those adjustments and I want, you know, I want to add years to our experience together.
1: And I want to experience things with you. I know that quality I make fun of quality time and stuff, but yeah, it's life is about experiencing things together. And my experiences for the past few years have been doctor's appointments and surviving and, and, and you know, emotional crap and, and just dealing with all my own stuff and regulating and, and understanding my purpose in the world. I mean, I'm not just a caregiver or a daughter or an aunt. I'm actually a full person. Yeah. And it's hard. I think it's hard. And I don't know if this is just a lady thing. I can only talk about from my perspective. But... You know, I think we hang our hats on career or relationship or baby or, you know, look at, and I I was falling into that, like, look at what a great daughter I am. Oh, I'm large and in charge. But I, I that's just a piece of me. Yeah. And now I have to look at the whole pie and be like, oh, crap, there's a lot that I haven't tended to. Yeah. You know what I no, mean? There's but, a lot you want to do. And I, I want to do a bunch of stuff and I want to discover stuff and I want to see it from my perspective. And I... I don't know. It it's um it's it's very exciting. And I wanted to say scary, but I, I changed it to excitement because what's what's gonna happen, mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's it's very exciting and you know, not to be up our own ass too much about our own personal stuff, but like we're both very excited about this new chapter about moving yes. back to LA, you know, together as a married couple and you know, before you know we first met you know, you drank a little too much, and a I little. lived. And I lived in a van, and, and like, <laughs> and and, and career wise, you know, maybe, um, you know, not to be too inside baseball, but like you know when you're broke and living in a van and you just moved across the continent like there is a certain level of desperation of like this I got to make this work out mm-hmm. I got to make this worthwhile you know or else this whole thing was a failure and to go back to LA and to to get back into show business and really give it a sincere uh shot without the desperation of like no this is something I want to do but if it doesn't work out guess what I already got a badass wife and you know I'm at a level now to where if I get if I don't get one percent more successful I'm still able to pay my bills as a comic you know as long as I keep churning out new jokes and keep touring you know hopefully I'll always be able to pay the rent so just to go back and to do it as a team Mm -hmm. and to not have the desperation and not to have all the logistical hardships of you know poverty and living in a van and you know us being on and off and you maybe partying too much and you know,
1: By partying, he means drinking bottles of wine in my apartment <laughs> while I passed
0: out at 5 p.m. Yeah, But to just go back and tackle this again together as a team is, is going to be fun and refreshing and exciting. And, you know, hey, if it if, if it furthers our career and, and, and good things happen, great. And if they don't, hey, at the, end of, at the end of the day, <laughs> yeah. I get to come home to my awesome wife.
1: And we've learned so much. We're going to just learn. I think I'm just trying to look at the world through, okay, what... Uh, Curiosity instead mm-hmm. of okay, this is what's gonna happen. You know, once I get clingy in that way, I know I'm going down the unhealthy mindset. Um, but yeah, boo, it's gonna be friggin' awesome. And uh and guys, I I just I don't know. I'm just overwhelmed with love and all the happy thoughts. And I, I really do feel like the strength of everybody. I know that sounds so weird, like through online stuff, but it means, I mean, it's funny how a small comment can just really make your day.
0: It means a lot. That's something I've kind of struggled with. Kyle busts my chops a lot. Like we've got a boogie monster Reddit that has like 5,000 members and I'm so appreciative. I've, you know, for the first 10 years of my career, nobody knew or cared who the hell I was. And, you know, thanks to these podcasts and, and stuff like that, you know, I'm slowly developing a small fan base. And I'm so appreciative of that. But at the same time, I'm not comfortable with it. 100%, I'm not yeah. comfortable with people I've never met complimenting me or, you know, insulting <laughs> me, too. That Seriously, <laughs> like I don't stay away from Reddit because I don't want to read the negative. The positive is just as bizarre to me.
1: Yeah, uncomfortable. Jimi
0: Hendrix had a. I'm gonna mess up the quote, but he had a quote, and I'm paraphrasing. But he's like, the "Compliments can be just as harmful as insults." Meaning, yeah, if you you know if you read, if you buy into your own hype a little too much, that can be unhealthy. And it's not that I'm not appreciative that we have people on Reddit who give a shit about our episodes or our whatever, but it's just it's it's still. Um, I'm still uncomfortable with with the praise, you know, from yeah. from people I don't know, and and I totally get the. And I don't mean that as like a pejorative. Like I don't know you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I totally understand the dynamic, you know, being a, I guess, public figure. I don't know what you'd want to call. Them. Definitely not a celebrity, but like, you know, people listen to our podcast. People listen to my stand up. Whatever, and. um, I'm not reciprocating. I don't listen, you know, I don't, people listen to me have conversations that I've never met and I'm not able to listen to their conversation. So it's, it's kind of a lopsided relationship. And, uh, I, I think I'm just, I've never been super comfortable with that, but at the same time, especially in times like this, like, you know, Oh, it, it does mean a lot that you know, maybe does. people I've never met are still like, Hey, you know, I'm sorry to hear about Katie's dad or mm. We're wishing you all the best of luck or, You know, even, you know, oh, your podcast helps me through rough times or whatever. And uh, so anybody who, you know, if I don't respond, you know, I'm so bad about responding to messages and stuff. But like, you know, not to brag, but I got a lot of them coming in from different directions, you know, email and Instagram and Twitter. and We get it, boo. You're famous. No, no. I (laughs) I feel bad that I'm not able to respond to everybody. um, But please don't mistake that as me not caring. I Mm -hmm. I totally care. It's just uh, part of it is just. You know, it's like ah, I'm just I feel weird. People I don't know knowing everything about me, but it's, at the same time, it's like, well, no one asked you to do a podcast, idiot. You could
1: totally yeah. quit
0: all this and go work at UPS, and you won't have that problem. Yep. Um, so you know, that being said, I, I, I'm not necessarily saying I want to go that direction. I'm rambling, but it's no, just um, I, no. I
1: know. I
0: have I have you you shared with me a lot of the uh, the the outpouring of of um, care and love and concern and it's the and well wishes thing. and it and it it does mean a lot. It does mean a lot. So that's. Uh,
1: and and also to all the wonderful people that gave us wedding gifts, I promise <laughs> thank you notes are forthcoming. Mm-hmm. I have never stalled on something. So I don't know why, maybe cuz it's so big and I've and then I just with Christmas and my dad, I yeah, just Yeah, it's just weird. Ah, it's a weird. We'll, we'll get to day. we'll get understand. there. We'll get there.
0: People understand, but uh... All right. Boo, anything else to
1: add? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually kind of wanted, I don't know if it's weird, but mm-hmm. I wanted to end the episode with a voicemail from my dad. Oh, of if course. If that's cool. Yeah. Do you guys think, okay, do we have anything to plug, though? Do you got plugs? Do you got, no, I'm not worried
0: about plugging Okay. <laughs>
1: All right, uh, this is a pretty good one. Um, keep
0: those, by the way. I'm I'm sad that I only have one voicemail of my dad, and it's like three seconds. He's just like, "Hey, it's dad. Call me." Um, I, I wish I hadn't deleted old. I didn't delete them after he died. I mean, but you know, I I always delete stuff. You know, yeah, fairly soon. And then when he died, it's like, shit, I don't have anything of him. But you've you've got plenty. I so got hang plenty. On, hang on to those.
1: I got plenty. Um, this is sort of just how me and my dad communicated. <laughs> uh, this is just a benign, not a big deal. This was in July. Um, but, yeah, here we go. Hey, this is Dad. I'm going to bed. Jackie's in bed. Talk to you in the morning. Unless
0: you want to call me. I'm just watching TV. I love you. Bye-bye. <laughs> I love you, too, Dad. That's awesome. Bye-bye. That's, uh, I wonder if I, I think I've got some of him. Let me see what I got here.
1: I got another one. I got another one. Hot and ready. Oh, wait. Ah, I loved his quick ones. Uh here we go. Hey Kate, this is Dad. It's three twenty. I just want to see how you're doing. I'm sure you're sleeping. Talk to
0: you later. Bye bye. Why am I sleeping? sleeping? At wow. Isn't I guess.
1: It, Listen. Was it three twenty AM? Nope. <laughs> PM, uh, guys, listen. <laughs> Someone struggles with depression. <laughs> He's like, I'm sure you're sleeping and you're depressed.
0: Sh- you're sure I'm yeah, sleeping? Jeez. <laughs>
1: yeah, my aunt does that too. She'll be like, Oh, I'm sorry. You're so- I hope I didn't wake you up. And I'm like, Does do? Am I a narcoleptic in my family? <laughs> Maybe. Okay, Charlie. He has to go out. Okay, I guys, thank you for listening. We are back. We're gonna do a Patreon this year because I need money. <laughs> uh, and yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah.
0: Thanks for being patient. I know um our schedule hasn't been <laughs> very consistent my fault, in terms my of fault, churning these fault. out. But uh we are gonna make an effort to uh, be a little more consistent with this and uh you know, maybe stick to the format a little bit more, you know, take some calls and, and yes. it's it's just <gasps> been a crazy couple months with, with the wedding and then the holidays and then calls this. or
1: comments. Uh oh. let's remind everybody of the number. Do you remember?
0: I don't even know if I remember the Five, number. Five
1: six two
0: Oh, you think? Okay. That's that is the, for sure. Yeah.
1: 562. That's the area code. let see. And then,
0: <laughs> wow. Well. We
1: are rusty.
0: Ryan tells everybody on the. Uh,
1: oh, he on the, does. On the. On the okay. Oh, sorry, guys. alright uh,
0: four eight two zero one two.
1: In that order.
0: You got to put them in that order. Yep. If you get the order wrong you're gonna get somebody else and we can't help you so
1: we're, oh my gosh we're not
0: responsible for that 562 uh everybody thank you so much for listening uh, oh can sorry, i do one more sorry, this was a bummer of course
1: oh gosh this is a pretty good one all right here we go uh he always gave me th- this
0: is Dad. hey it's
1: uh 10 after 5 give me a holler i'm kind of curious about that that uh, size and where it is. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> That's yep. a- size and where it is. No idea what he was talking about, but uh, alright. Well, thank you, Boo. I love you.
0: I love you, Boo, and uh, we're going to get through this.
1: Thank you guys for listening. We love you. Bye! Bye! <laughs>
0: Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the Stonebergs podcast. If you enjoyed it, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a few seconds to rate and review it on iTunes. And if you don't listen to it on iTunes but still want to help out, simply tell a friend, as word of mouth is so important. Follow us on Instagram, at the Stonebergs Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at the Stonebergs. And lastly, give us a call 24-7 and leave a voicemail at 562-548-2012. That's 562-548-2012. Thanks for listening.